I, I want to say this, and, and the sermon is about this, that nobody's, no single person's talent is what matters. It's God's people working together. We, we're starting a series this morning called People in the Fine Print, and I'm so glad I get to preach. I, I, I can never understand these runners, these crazy people that run long distance, and they get injured, and then they get all grumpy because they can't run. You know that thing? And like, Ooh. I know what it feels like because I haven't been in the pulpit for four weeks in a row, and I'm like, oh, I can't wait. And I'm here, and I'm just so excited about, about launching this series about people in the fine print. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be here next Sunday. Um, I'm at going to Baptist Union Assembly, and so I'm going to be part of the Baptist Union meetings, but I'll be back, and I'm looking forward to carrying on with this. I don't know what you think of when you think of the word fine print. Um, I don't know anybody who gets a warm, fuzzy feeling. Oh, okay, maybe, maybe cell phone executives, maybe lawyers, but for the rest of us, fine print is not something that makes us feel warm and fuzzy inside. But the problem with fine print is it really matters. Two Sundays ago, I had a burst pipe in my backyard, and there was just water everywhere. And, and, and my house is 50 years old, and the plumber came and looked, and he's like, ooh, we have to replace a lot of pipe here. All of a sudden, fine print really mattered. And I went to check with my insurance, because people said, no, no, it's outside your house, it's not covered. I'm like, oh, the fine print of my insurance policy says, freshwater pipes. Yes, covered. Not all of it, but at least some of it. So fine print really matters. But you know, not all fine print is like that contract fine print. Not all fine print is like that fine print where people put things in so that they can work around things and sneak things past you. Have you ever sat at the end of a movie and seen the fine print? Have you ever watched those names scroll down? Did you know that they put the name of every single person who was part of that movie? Nobody sits for that stuff except like the family of the people that are there. Or the people who know that there's going to be maybe a cool cartoon at the end. But the rest of us, we just walk out. We just walk out. But they literally, every single person, the, the, the assistant to Ms. So-and-so, the driver of the caterer, the best boy. You, you watch next time. There are two best boys in the movies. All movies have at least two best boys. One best boy is the best boy to the gaffer, who's also a guy in the movies. And the other one is the best boy to the key grip. It's really, the names are all there. Now you can go home and Google all of that and find out what it is. Everybody. Why? Because those people made the movie possible. Those people made the movie possible and they deserve credit. You see, it turns out that Whoopi Goldberg and Tom Cruise need other people to make movies. They need best boys and focus pullers, that's also a real thing in the movies, and gaffers, and assistants, and interns. I think God's fine print, because he has fine print, is much more like that kind of fine print than the legal document fine print. God's fine print isn't about sneaking things past us or making us obey rules that we didn't know were there and then he can catch us out and say, oh, you didn't do it right. See, I think God's fine print is much more about the movies. 
It's much more about him telling his story and saying, I have this great and glorious story for the whole world, the story of love and redemption and goodness and holiness and light. And I want you in my story. As you read the Bible, you'll come across all sorts of random names, some names that you can't pronounce, some names that you just only appear once. Sometimes it's not even a name, it's just a reference to a person who did a certain thing. Just once. You realize God had limited space, eh? 66 books. Why does he put those names in? Because you see, God isn't interested in being the hero of his own story. He's interested in writing a story with every single one of us. He made you. He made me to be part of his story. And he puts us in the fine print because we really, really matter. It's not just about the big stars. It's not just about the Moseses and the Aarons and the Josephs and the Pauls and the Peters. It's about those people in the fine print. And when God inspired his word, he put those names in because we matter. They all matter. God's story. It's about people who often don't preach sermons or do miracles or part the sea or start revolutions. They're just people who do what they were made for by God. Tiny little things, invite someone into their home, tell somebody a story, help a child. But God puts them in his book. And this morning, I want to read one verse of fine print. I want to start there. We're going to read a few others. But I want to read about some people that are in God's fine print. In Romans chapter 16, verse 3, we read this. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus. So this morning, I want to look at that passage and a few others. And, and, and look and see what characteristics there are of people who are in the fine print. When God asks you to be in fine print, what is he going to do with you? What is he asking you to do? The thing I love about that particular verse is this, that it's written by Paul, you know, the famous guy, the guy who wrote most of the New Testament. And he doesn't say, greet uh, those guys. Um, They did some stuff for me. Uh, Oh, yeah, he doesn't say that. He says, greet Aquila and Priscilla, my fellow workers. He, he, he isn't saying I have a bigger status than them. He's just saying these people work with me in the kingdom of God. These people work with me to sp- spread God's story. It's not about me. It's about us. It's not even about us. It's about him. But it's about him, including all of us. Like people in the fine print are God's fellow workers. When you walk onto this property and you welcome a child or you twiddle a knob at the back or you, or you sing up front or you greet somebody, you are, you are being God's fellow worker, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. So I want you to work with me. We're going to change this world. We, we are not here to be spectators. We are here to be God's fellow workers. Jesus says it like this at one point to his disciples, I've called you friends. I've called you friends. 
People in the fine print are God's fellow workers. So this lady, Priscilla, here's a bit of her story. So she, she and her husband get kicked out of Rome. Uh, Emperor Nero, um, in, in 49 AD, decided he didn't like any Jews in Rome, and he threw them all out. Now, we don't know when they became followers of Jesus. We don't know that. They flee their home, so they're refugees. They flee their home, and they end up meeting Paul in a place called Corinth. Now, for people in the fine print, they get quite a lot of coverage, actually. Um, they are mentioned six times um, in the Bible, and so, so they, they do. They, you know, they're, not, they, they're key grips. They're not assistants. They're quite important. But here they meet Paul, and, and they get together with Paul, and together, them and Paul make tents. Uh, that, that's their job, that's their career. Paul was also a tent maker, and so they make tents, and they have a business selling tents, and they didn't make the one out there, by the way, um, but, but that's their job, and, and they earn money like that, and then they serve the church. If you've ever heard of a pastor or a missionary referred to as a tent maker, that means they have a secular job, and they serve in the church. That's where that term comes from, a tent maker. It also tells us that people with secular jobs aren't less important than people who get paid to do what I do. It, it tells us that with these people very specifically. You see, they didn't have to leave their career. God gave them that career, but they served. So they invite Paul into their home. They are fellow workers First of all, Matthew, Romans 16.3 tells us that. But here's the second thing about people in the fine print, is they are gifted. They are gifted. Gifts are what God gives us so that we can do the job he's given us to do. It's so that we, are know, we know what we were made for. It's so that we know that thing that we were made for when God created us. Now, these people had four gifts that we can identify from the story. They had the gift of hospitality. So we, we read that they invited Paul into their home and they made their home available and they worked together out of their home. So they were hospitable. Now, now not everybody has the gift of hospitality. Some of you are horrified by the idea of just some random person coming to your home. It's okay, I know it's untidy, they don't care. But it, we all have... We all have the responsibility of hospitality as Christians, but some of us have the gift of it. And so we do it more often. They have the gift of hospitality. We read that in 1 Corinthians 16, 19, the churches in the province of Asia send you greetings. Aquila and Priscilla greet you warmly in the Lord, and so does the church that meets in their home. They open their home to a church gathering there. So you may not be a teacher, but you may have the gift of hospitality, and so you open your home for a life group to meet in your home, and somebody else teaches. They had the gift, also they had the gift of teaching. In fact, they were key teachers in the early church. They taught a particular person that we will learn about in a moment, and they practiced that gift of teaching, and they also had the gift of apostleship. Now, now don't get scared. I'm not talking about people who can write scripture. But 
in, in how we understand apostleship is, is taking the church beyond its local boundaries. It, it's a gift. It's like missionaries are apostles. Missionaries we send out to other places are apostles. They go from a local church and they go and spread the gospel in other places or they enable the gospel to be spread in other places. So these people had those gifts. You have gifts. I don't know if you know what they are. Some of you do and I'm glad. And if you do know what they are, I hope you're practicing them. But, but if you don't, you can look in your bulletin. There's a link to a... A, a, a test you can take online that will show you what your spiritual gifts are. As you go out, you can give your name at the info desk or you can pick up a, a copy of a, of a gifts assessment to discover, but we'll talk more about gifts at another time. But, but it, you have gifts. God made you to serve. People in the fine print also build the church. They build the church Priscilla and her husband Aquila did that by teaching. So there was this guy called Apollos who was a really, he was like one of those celebrity preachers. He was a really great preacher. And he preached, the Bible tells us, in the synagogue. And, and Priscilla and Aquila heard him preaching and they thought, mm, he doesn't actually understand the whole of what Christianity is about. He only knew about the baptism of John. He didn't know about the baptism of Jesus. And so they invite him into their home and they say, we need to teach you. We need to show you. We need to empower you. They didn't get up on the stage and teach, but they taught somebody who had a massive influence. Think of all those people, those famous people that spread the gospel. Somebody taught them, a Sunday school teacher, a mom, a dad, a mentor. Somebody taught them. And now their gift is spread far and wide. They built the church by hosting. We've already seen that. That they, they invited people into their home so that a church could happen there. They built the church by going. They went out and they planted new churches in different places. So they're not just like nobodies. They're people in the fine print. They're God's people. And what they do as they practice their gifts, they change the world and they build the church. People in the fine print connect people to Jesus. They connect people to Jesus. I mean, I don't know what their daily routine, I don't know if they have a gift of evangelism, it's not noted there, they probably didn't. But because of their home, People came to faith in Jesus Christ. Because of their teaching, people came to faith in Jesus Christ. Because of their giving, people came to faith in Jesus Christ. When you serve, when you walk and pick up little random cups, when you cut bread, when you are security for our youth ministry, you may not feel like it, but you are connecting people to Jesus. You are. And God meant you. He invited you into this family to do that. People in the fine print change lives. People in the fine print use their gifts. People in the fine print build a church. People in the fine print connect people to Jesus. But people in the fine print do something else as well. They transform society. They change the way society is. In Priscilla and Aquila's instance, it was a particular way. 
who they were and what they did changed how Christians, or helped to change how Christians saw the worth and value of humans, as well as the role and status of women. And, and I'm not making that up. It's really interesting that they list, they named six times. And it, when, whenever the Bible has a list of names, usually the most important name is put first. So that you know, that's the boss. And then after that. But with Priscilla and Aquila, the six times they are named, three times Aquila is named first, so Aquila and Priscilla, and three times Priscilla is named first, Priscilla and Aquila. Now that's just really interesting, and I don't think it's random. You see, the early church was following the tradition of Jesus that said, there is no Greek, no Jew, no free, no slave, all are one in Christ Jesus They're following in the tradition of Jesus who reached out to people that society said are less than, who reached out to Samaritans and lepers and and tax collectors and sinners and women and people that the society said they're not important. And the early church followed that example. And and they show, they portray in God's fine print here that these two people were, were equal in their marriage and in their relationship in the church and in their value by saying, their names two different ways. Some, some scholars also believe that the book of Hebrews may have been written by Priscilla. It's the only book in the New Testament that doesn't have a name that we know the name of the author. And so scholars have to do all sorts of other research. A lot of people think Paul wrote it, and there's some evidence for that, but a lot of scholars believe that it was written by Priscilla, and they purposely didn't put her name in because it would be one of those things that in that culture, as soon as a woman's name was put next to, people would just say, no, no, It's not that important, it's secondary. And so this beautiful picture of, they didn't try and change society. They didn't go out there and, and, and do specific things. They just fulfilled the role that God had given them. And by doing that, we see that we cannot do it alone. I love the fact that their names are never separated. There's always the two of them. It's a picture of the fact that none of us do this alone. But it's also a picture of that we are all equal in value before God. That our contribution isn't one person's is big and the other one is small. All of it is what God wants from us. Men and women, old and young, are equal in his kingdom. Whatever society and a religion may try to say, people in the fine print change society. One thing is really clear from Priscilla's life and from her husband Aquila that everybody matters in God's story. Absolutely everyone. You may be sitting here this morning going, nah, not me. Yes, you. You're in God's fine print. That's why you're here. He wants you in the fine print. When that final credit rolls, your name's going to be there. People are going to look at it and go, yeah, yeah, I knew that guy. I knew that woman. Your creator has made you to be in God's story. Ephesians 2 verse 10 says, we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. That's you. That's me. You and I were made for this. We are made to serve God. We are gifted to serve God. We are called to serve God. We 
are in God's fine print. Now, over the next few weeks, we're going to talk about lots of practicalities. This morning, there's just one, and it's this. Are you willing to commit to being in God's fine print? Are you willing to say to God, God, I, I, I want to see my name there? I do, because you've put my name there. You've called me. You've made me for this. And so we're going to ask you to commit to serving. So in the earlier service when people arrived, there were just a few names on each of these boards. And those names come from this document. And I know you can't see it, but I can. It's the founding document of our church. It says this, It is resolved that we who are gathered at 74 Salisbury Avenue, Westville, Natal, on this Thursday evening, the 5th of December, 1963, and whose names appear below, form the foundation membership of the Highway Baptist Church. We hereby adopt the attached constitution and in so doing constitute ourselves an autonomous Baptist church. We do this solemnly pledging ourselves to the service of our Lord Jesus Christ through the Highway Baptist Church. Folks, many of these people are with the Lord. They are the fine print of our story. They are the people who wrote their name down and said, God, I'll serve you. Some of, them are, some of them are sitting here. Isn't that awesome? We want to invite you this morning to put your name in God's fine print. We want to invite you to commit to saying, God, I'm not sure what it necessarily is. I'm not sure what it looks like. But God, I want to be in your fine print. I want to be part of this story that you are writing. I want to commit to serve. I want to discover my gifts. I want to find my place. We're going to worship God together. God, thank you. Thank you that your fine print is there for all of us. Thank you that your fine print is beautiful. Lord, thank you that I can be in your fine print. Thank you that I can serve and love. Thank you that we all have gifts. Lord, may we use it, not because the church needs it or because it will make us feel better, but because you made us for this. Thank you that we can serve you.